Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Today, we're going to be talking about different consumer protection programs provided by the Department of Insurance and Financial Services and the State of Michigan Attorney General. With inflation on the rise, we need to know how to protect our pocketbooks. Joining us today on the show will be Anita Fox, the Director of the Department of Insurance and Financial Services, and Dana Nessel, the Attorney General for the State of Michigan. As always, you can always visit our website at michigan.gov/mbaa to find out about resources near you and to find out more about some of these programs as well as we discuss them today. And as always, if you want to be a part of our show, just go to our website, click on the About section and scroll down to the Veterans Perspective link. We'd love to hear from you. So we have an exciting show today. We're talking about how to protect you and your family. And so we want you to stay tuned because we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. So we're talking about consumer protection programs today. And joining me as our first guest is Anita Fox, the director of the Department of Insurance and Financial Services. Uh, You know, on today's show, you know, we're talking uh, more about advocacy, not only how you can advocate for yourself, but the protections that come with that as well. And so uh, Director Fox has been leading the uh, Department of Insurance and Financial Services for the past uh, three and a half years, and she's been doing a wonderful job. Um, you know, DIFFS, as we call it, um, is a focal point for consumer protection as well. And they help to enable efficient and effective regulation and positions, um, the insurance and financial services sectors of Michigan's economy for growth. Prior to her appointment, Director Fox practiced law in Washington, D.C. and Michigan, managing complex litigation in federal and state courts and providing advice and counsel to individuals and businesses on a broad range of topics. She has lectured in the US and abroad in addition to teaching insurance law at Michigan State University College of Law. Director Fox was inducted into the Federation of Defense and Corporate Counsel and recognized by Lawyers Weekly as a woman in the law honoree. She also served in the staff advisory role on several US presidential campaigns and was appointed by Governor Jennifer Granholm to serve as the board member and legal counsel for several charitable foundations. Finally, I will say she is someone that I've come to know and respect, and I I love that I can call her a friend and my fellow director. So welcome uh, back to the show, Director Fox. Well, thank you, and I feel the same way, and um, I so appreciate all the great work you've done for Michigan veterans and the collaboration that we've had between our agencies uh, for Michigan consumers and veterans in particular. Absolutely. You know, know, not everyone has a passion for veterans, and so I just, I knew from you know, day one, uh, we, it was coming up on Veterans Day. And I remember you had this great program for your staff when we were still in person. All those days are so long ago, but uh, (laughs) um, we were still in person and you had this great program where your staff recognized all the veterans in the department. And so that was really my first interaction with the state department that was doing something for veterans to recognize those who work under you. So I, I appreciate all that you're doing. Um, you know, we, you know, we, you, you deal with a lot. So can you tell us a little bit about what your, um, what your department does and how you assist uh, consumers or maybe uh, protect them in the financial sphere? Well, well, you are, are right that we are, we are really here to protect Michigan consumers. Um, you know, if you think about it, you can't start a family or a business without thinking about two major things. Where am I going to get the money? And how do I think about risk? 
you know, protect my, whether it's health insurance or, you know, liability insurance or life insurance or whatever it is. So we know that what we do is fundamental to the success and the economic opportunity of Michiganders. And that means we're fundamental to the success, success and opportunity of Michigan's veterans. Um, and so we, we want to serve in this way to, to make sure that um, our insurance companies and our banks and our credit unions are safe and sound and title the public confidence. We also want to make sure that consumers know what's out there for them and understand, you know, a lot of people are um, feel a little intimidated or confused by insurance and, you know, banking and all the things that go into that. And we want to make sure that we have the resources and information out. We, you know, we like you, we maintain a website, but we all, and we also maintain like you, a, a call center. So, we can take calls Monday through Friday live um, at 877-999-6442, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and we'll answer questions. We'll mail you things if you don't have internet access. We'll get you to the right answer. We'll help you go over your you know, insurance premium bill or whatever it is and help you understand. So um, we just are, we we just know that what we do is so important um, for economic opportunity, and we want to see um, economic opportunity for every Michigander. Well, and that's great. And so, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, this protection in the financial sphere. What kind of tools are out there to assist veterans or veterans families or any Michigander um, that that DIF has access to? Okay, so it, we're in a lot of spheres. Um, so let me just talk about some of the things that we have going on. Um, one of the things uh, that we know is um, having a bank account um, can really uh, be really important, but a lot of Michiganders don't. And imagine... Um, you know, during the pandemic, not ha- having to, no one wanted your cash and not having ways to pay. So what do people do? They go to bank, uh, they go to, you know, cash, um, check cashing and, um, you know, private card services. And they're spending, your average Michigan family spends about $3,000 a year on those kinds of fees if they don't have a bank account. And then if they go to get a loan or need help, they don't have a relationship with a financial institution that might give them better rates, might give them, you know, help them through the process. So one of the things we did, we started what's called the Michigan Open Account Coalition. And and the goal is to get the unbanked um, banked so that they, and we know that part of the reason that a lot of people don't have bank accounts is because they're afraid of hidden fees and, and, and then that their money will be eaten up by things before they know it. So these are, these accounts, we work with institutions to get them certified for the cities for financial empowerment. And they, they're certified accounts. So, you know, they're not going to have overdraft fees, account activation fees. They don't have closure dormancy and activity fees. They'll have limits on what an ATM charge can be $3 or less for not a network limit on minimum opening deposits, a, a low monthly maintenance fee, $5 or less. And so you can go to our website and find, you know, where are these CFE certified accounts and start your way. And that we know that's a really important thing. We also know that mortgage companies that we regulate, you know, we are, we're, we've encouraged them and, and Director Adams um, came on with us and, and the federal VA to talk um, to mortgage lenders about working with, uh, with veterans, because what a VA loan will do, um, you go through your same private lending, but the VA will guarantee part of the loan and they will, um, and, and that will give, be a way for you to get a better rate. So there's just a lot of things in the financial sector. Well, that's great. And so I want to I um, touch on a little bit when we come back from commercial break about how a veteran can open up an open account coalition or, you know, open up an account there um, and do more. So please stick around with us. There's some great information um, and we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. 
right, welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Joining me again is Director Fox of the Department of Insurance and Financial Services. Um, you know, we're talking about consumer education and consumer protection. And before the break, you know, we were talking about the Michigan Open Account Coalition. And so, you know, one of the questions I wanted to, to, to hear more about was how would a, someone go about opening one of these accounts? Well, I can tell you, first of all, um, it's a great topic for the show because we know that a quarter million veterans are unbanked in the United States. Um, so this is a really great opportunity. So first of all, veterans and other Michiganders don't need to do anything to qualify. All they need to do is find a bank that's our credit union that's offering them. And we, if you come to our website, michigan.gov slash diffs, you know, D-I-F-S for the Department of Insurance Financial Services, open account, all one word, diffs open account. You can link right to certified um, lower no cost bank or credit unions uh, accounts um, in your area. You can pick and choose and, and go from there. And then all you have to do is um, sign up and you're on your way. So if they've had a maybe a, a negative banking history in the past, but they're trying to get a fresh start, they could, this is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity. Um, you know, there are a couple exceptions here and there, um, but but very little um, and, and most uh, should qualify uh, with no problem. Um, well, that's great. So, you know, I want to I want to talk about one of the other big things that you've accomplished since you've been in, and that's um, no fault insurance. You know, we receive a lot of questions about whether, you know, VA, um, if I go to the VA, is that insurance? Can I, you know, opt out of like the expensive cost and, and, and some of those things? Can you tell us a little bit about how no fault um, impacts veterans and, and what they can do or maybe where they can go if they want changes? So just to give you a little tiny bit of background, um, you know, Michigan had, was the only state in the union that required every single driver to have unlimited lifetime medical benefits as part of your auto insurance policy, no matter what other insurance you had for your health and uh, injuries, um, and no matter what you could afford, you had to buy that. And, and it was extremely costly, the most costly in the country, and a lot of people were driving uninsured. So as part of the new law, they gave people choices for lower levels of coverage. And they also gave them a choice that they could opt out from the medical portion of their policies if they had qualified health coverage. And the reason for that is you want to make sure that if you're saying, I don't want to pay the premium for, for injury recovery under my auto policy, that I have medical insurance in place that will, will cover me. Um, and, and when you talk specifically about veterans, we worked really hard to kind of, with, um, with all the veterans, uh, insurance programs to see what would qualify. And TRICARE will count. So if you have TRICARE, you can count that and you can, um, you can opt out of the medical portion. If you just have VA, um, you know, you can go to the VA for your health needs. That's not insurance because the VA won't promise that they will pay for your, um, costs at a hospital that is not a VA hospital. They can, but it's voluntary. And so you could end up footing the bill yourself if they decline that. And that's why VA, you know, the ability to go to VA hospital will not opt you out of, um, of coverage. We just want to make sure that one way or another, if you are so unfortunate to be in an auto accident where you require uh, medical help, that you have um, the ability to get that without the de devastating financial impacts that can happen from medical bills. And that's good. And, you know, I know one of the things you have been working on is trying to figure out if, you know, a lot of veterans utilize USAA. So I know you were trying to figure out if they would uh, come on board because they hadn't been um, in the past. And, and have we gotten to that point yet? We certainly have had many discussions with USAA and many insurance companies have expanded or come into the state. 
um, they're still considering as part of the strategic plan, but they have not yet expanded as far as I'm aware, um, more into our market than they were previously in auto. Okay. And so um, what I would say, what is the most um, asked question that you have about no fault and how do you, how do you respond to it? Um, we, we get asked a lot about just the kind of questions you're asking. What is QHC? Do I qualify? Um, one of the big topics we've been asked about lately is, um, as part of auto no fault reform, we were able to, um, there, there's a catastrophic claims fund that was able to be used to return $400 per vehicle for everybody who had a car registered in our state to drive on the roads on October 31st, 2021. Um, I will tell you, we're still working out some things where, um, if there were delays or other things because refunds were sent to an incorrect address and that may, or had old banking information, and that may be a special problem for our service members who may move around more um, or were not in the area when the, when the refunds were issued, but were eligible. So if, if a service member had coverage for a vehicle to drive on the roads on October 31st, 2020, one, 2021, October 31st, 2021, and they have not received $400 per vehicle, they should contact us. We have a, you know, through our toll-free number, the, you know, um, or 833-ESK-DIFFS, that's a special number for auto, or you can go to michigan.gov uh, slash diffs complaints and, and say, you know, I haven't got it, and we will work with your insurance company to, to find out where, what happened to your check. If you, if you had direct deposit, if you paid ACH, you should have gotten a direct deposit. Check your bank account also. But um, otherwise, um, that's something we want to make sure that veterans get. Um, it's really helpful for a lot of families uh, at a tough time. Yeah, I know. Um, I received my payments. I know my, my son who pays um, for insurance, he received his payment. And so if you haven't received your payment, don't forget um, the, the various ways that you can visit DIFFS. But, you know, the number that I remembered was 1-833-DIFFS. So, ask you know, yep. ask DIFFS, see, I didn't even get it right. So 1-833-ASK-DIFFS. And yeah. uh, we'll make sure that we post this on our uh, our social media page as well when we post the shows and just in case you don't have it. And you can always call us at 1-800-MISHVET if you weren't able to write that down or remember it. Um, to get that information. But it's really important that, you know, I, you know, Director Fox and DIFFS are putting money back in the, and, and the governor are putting money back in the pockets of Michiganders, which include our veterans. And so you need to make sure that you've gotten yours um, in the way that you should have, you know, uh, and so we talk about insurance and that's a, that's a, that's a whole nother beast. And so I'm glad that there's an opportunity to be able to call and maybe ask questions about um, what all the differences are and what all the changes are, especially for maybe those new folks that are moving to Michigan who don't understand that. Um, but, uh, you know, what, you know, what advice would you have for veterans in protecting their financial, um, I guess, connecting, connecting, uh, protecting their financial um, information? Because, you know, there's so many scams out there. There's so many, you know, uh, send me a yeah. PayPal or send me a, a you know, a um, cash app or something. What, what can we do? Right. And yeah, and insurance companies and financial services companies um, are often used as the, the method that those scammers get to you. They say, you're, I'm your bank, I'm your credit union, I'm your, you know, insurance company. So the first and thing I would tell anyone is never give out any of your personal information to someone who's contacted you without you hanging up or opening a new email or contacting the people from your policy, you initiate the contact to a trusted number, trusted email address, whatever, and say, did you contact me and ask me this? That's almost every time 
um, that they get in, it's because somebody has voluntarily given up some kind of information, given up a password, given up something because they're really good at making it look like it's legit. Don't ever do it. Start a new email thread. Don't reply. Don't ever give out your personal information on the phone. Yeah, that's important. And, you know, I know that um, the attorney general's office is working hard on those scams too. And we'll talk about that a little bit later with um, attorney general Nessel, but you know, you're doing some great work. And I, and I wanted to highlight before we um, wrapped up one of the things that, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say um, you all just received your um, you recently received your silver level, a gold veteran friendly employer status. And so, you know, why is that so important for you to, to support veterans? Oh, well, first of all, we so appreciate the skills that they bring to us. Um, and, and it's important to support those who have served and it's our honor to bring them into our workforce. But we also recognize that they bring great work ethic and talent and um, diversity of perspective to our workforce. And we're really proud um, that to um, hire veterans and to be a veteran-friendly employer. And we also are encouraging the industries that we regulate. And there are a lot of really great jobs in the financial services and insurance industries that really line up with the kind of skills you learn in the service. Um, and and uh, GI under the GI Bill, uh, insurance company fees can be reimbursed for eligible veterans um, to become licensed insurance agents. So we'd love to uh, to work with them in our sectors and in our office. Well, Director Fox, you know, never enough time, but I thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your great information. Don't forget to visit michigan.gov slash diffs to find out more information and maybe even find out information about hiring. Thank you so much for all you do for veterans. Thank you. It's, a, it's, a, it's our honor to work with you. All right. Well, we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now, your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Uh, Joining me as our final guest today is Dana Nessel, the Attorney General, who happens to be the 54th Attorney General in the state of Michigan. She was appointed on June 1st, 2019. Um, I'm sorry, she was elected and she started her job on June 1st, 2019. Before she was sworn in, she was a criminal prosecutor and civil rights attorney, and her core initiatives have been fashioned in the image of her promise to Michigan's residents to give the Department of Attorney General back to the people that it serves. Attorney General Nessel's protection, consumer protection divisions have taken a lead role in fighting against companies that try to take advantage of Michigan consumers, which I will say includes veterans, whether it be through unfair utility rate increases or unscrupulous business practices. She launched the department's auto insurance fraud unit to investigate and prosecute individuals and businesses that exploit Michigan residents and the system designed to protect the safety of Michigan's drivers. She established the office's first payroll fraud enforcement unit to crack down on individuals and businesses who try to cheat Michigan's workers out of their pay and retirement benefits. A graduate of the University of Michigan and Wayne State University Law School, Attorney General Nessel lives in Southeast Michigan with her wife, Elena McGuire and her twin sons, Alex and Zach. Welcome back to the show, A.G. Nessel. Thanks for having me, Director Adams. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad you're able to come talk to us, um, especially there are so many things going on um, in the world right now, and it seems to be increasing as far as um, um, scams and fraud and those things are concerned. So um, can you just give us a high-level high highlight of, um, of uh, your consumer protection programs? 
Sure. You know, um, I think when people are being taken advantage of, the first thing they think of is, you know, maybe you report that to your local police department or your sheriff, um, you know, and oftentimes, you know, for, for local departments or for county prosecutors, you know, a lot of the types of scams that we see out there, whether it's something that you receive through a text message or a robocall or an email, it's not really the kind of thing that your local prosecutor's office is equipped to handle. Uh, and it's really the Department of Attorney General that handles those kinds of cases. And so what we have seen is just an escalation of these scams. And, and people should know the top two targets, really, in terms of populations that are targeted for scams are seniors and veterans. Those are our top two. And I think a big reason for that is because for scam artists out there, they know that there's an automatic source of revenue that both seniors and veterans get. And so, you know, you're going to go for the people who you think have money. Uh, not that veterans are known to be so wealthy, but, you know, definitely much more so than, you know, Generation Z or, or millennials who are not, you know, serving. Uh, so, so they get targeted a lot. And there's a lot of scams that are specific to veterans. Um, and, and so, you know, we see, we see a lot of issues when it comes to the veteran population. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, just knowing that there's a large population of our veterans who are elderly, you know, over 200,000 in Michigan as well. Now we have this kind of cross intersectionality of the scams that are occurring. You know, I'm, I'm at this uh, National Association of State Directors of Veterans Affairs Conference right now. And one of the, the things that's been coming up is, um, I don't know if you've seen the commercials, but there's, uh, you know, attorneys all over the television talking about Camp Lejeune, um, uh, you know, uh, compensation. And one of the things that, you know, I've, I've, I've discussed with the VA and is about the potential impact on veterans benefits if they take advantage of those. And so I encourage you, you know, as Attorney General, uh, Attorney General Nessel has stated to find out what's, what's true and don't just jump on those things because, um, you know, taking advantage of those lawsuits that are out there could impact your, your veterans benefits. And if you don't know, then you could, you could be putting something that's a lifetime benefit at Jeopardy for a short-term um, benefit. And so um, I, I completely agree. We have to educate our veterans and our, and our families about scams. You talked about them being the, one of the top two. So can you talk about some of the scams um, that veterans should look out for? Yeah, absolutely. So here, here are some examples that, that we've seen. Um, one is that veterans are told that they qualify for money from a, a secret government program, but first you have to pay a fee or you have to provide personal information in order to access that. And, and something to know, no matter what kind of scam it is, that if it's someone that you don't know and they are contacting you out of the blue, and again, could be a phone call, could be an email, could be a text message, and they're asking you for money or they're asking you for personal information. There is a 99.999 chance that that is a scam. And you should never, ever give either of those things um, any source of money. And that could be through a gift card, or Bitcoin. It doesn't have to be just given your credit card or your social security number or any other kind of information to anyone who's just seeking you out that you don't know. And it, it's really important to remember that, you know, we have things called spoofing and smishing, and we have all these words for it, but really what it, what it means is someone can contact you and make it appear as though they are coming from a legitimate source. 
uh, from your bank, from the VA, from uh, the Social Security Administration. And it is important to always, if you didn't reach out first, and it's not a call back, that you know that anybody can make it appear as though they're coming from any phone number in the world. And it doesn't mean that's where they're coming from. So it's always important to say, let me get your information. I'm going to look up the number independently, and I'm going to call you back. And then you call back. And many times, it will not be uh, that that entity was actually trying to contact you in the first place. But that's a common one we see. We also see scammers who are offering uh, cash up front in exchange for uh, a much higher future disability or pension payment. That's a typical one we see. Um, scammers might try to charge veterans for access to their service records or for government forms, uh, even though those materials, as you know, are available for free from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Uh, and we also see a lot uh, of activity where you have these advisors who might try to sell older veterans on plans to boost their pensions by investing in financial mm. products that, you know, would make it appear that they have fewer assets. And those plans can actually disqualify veterans from other government help, including Medicaid, and it can limit their access to money. So people have to be very careful. Well, and I, I agree. And you raised it, an excellent point, um, Attorney General. You know, one of the things we see is that, you know, veterans are trying to get assistance with their benefits claims. And um, I, I would encourage you all to make sure, whether it's an attorney or a claims agent or your Uncle Joe down the street or, you know, someone who says that they can help you, you're giving away, you're giving up your Social Security information when you file a claim. And all of those individuals, it doesn't matter, they have to be accredited in order to help you fill out an application and apply or apply for your benefits. And so you can search the VA website at the OGC to find out if they're accredited. Um, and, and you want to be careful with that because I know that there are people out there claiming to be claims agents and they're, they're charging veterans and they cannot do that. The only people that can charge veterans are attorneys and that's through an agreement and there's only a certain amount that they can charge and, 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 and that's such a thing. So, you know, the scams are abundant. And so, you know, if someone is, is maybe a, a victim or wants to know more about how to protect themselves, how can they find out that from your office? Well, honestly, all you have to do is, is contact us. And, and this is what I would encourage people to remember. Um, if it's a scammer, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll act as though it, it is urgent in nature. You know, like there's this great opportunity, but only if you avail yourself of it right away. And there's no time to even think about it. And they don't want to give you a chance to think because you think hard about, about it or you research it you'll figure out that it's a scam. And so what I would encourage people to do, if they hear something that sounds like it's a great deal or sounds like it's a great opportunity, to just take a deep breath and just say, I'm going to call the attorney general's office and find out about this, and then I'll call you back. And a lot of times, they'll just hang up on you right away. <laughs> but that shouldn't be an empty threat. That's what we're there for. So you can contact our office for anything. And it doesn't have to be veteran related, by the way, it could be anything that somebody is offering you out of the blue and contact our office. You can email us, you can call us uh, and just say, so here's what somebody is offering to me. Someone called me up, they called me from this number or they texted me from this number, or this is the email address. Here's what the offer is. Is it legitimate? And just let us check it out for you. And that way you can know for sure. Sometimes maybe it is legitimate, but please, please do not provide your personal information. 
do not provide any kind of kind of uh, financial uh, information at all until you've checked it out with us first, and then you know we can we can look into it. Maybe we might know right away because we see the same scams over and over again, and so we might say, oh my gosh, you're the 20th person that called us today with that scam, or we've seen that over and over again. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what your government is there for. We are there to service you and to assist you with these matters. And so, again, somebody calls you on a Friday and it's five o'clock and they say, you got to take this offer right away or it's not going to be there. You know, it's a scam because anytime someone says it's an urgent request or it's a secret request, it is definitely a scam. And you should just say, I'll let you know at, you know, Monday at 830 after I contact the Department of Attorney General and and you call us up and we will let you know for sure one way or the other. Well, all right, that's some great information. So after the commercial break, we'll be talking a little bit more about with the Attorney General about expungements and even driver's restoration fairs that are going on. So stay tuned, we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm here with Attorney General Dana Nessel, and we've been talking about um, consumer protection. Um, you know, but one of the things, there's been some great work in the state of Michigan around um, expungement of criminal uh, of criminal histories and, and, and background, as well as, you know, restoring driver's license. There's so many, so many things that have happened in the last few years that, you know, I think it's a really big impact for veterans, and especially those who are looking um, for opportunities to get into better, um, uh, better employment uh, positions. So, um, Attorney General, uh, can you talk a little bit about the, the newer expungement laws? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, the laws changed dramatically in Michigan uh, in terms of what types of offenses a person would be eligible to get expunged or cleaned off of their record. And it was somewhat limiting uh, before. And, and some of the examples I can give you is before nothing under the motor vehicle code could ever, ever be expunged from your record, even though oftentimes those are very minor offenses. Sometimes you, you know, just don't have the money to pay for auto insurance. And so people would drive uh, with no insurance. That's a, a crime. Or they would drive while their license was suspended. If they couldn't afford to pay their tickets, that's a crime. And you would never get those off your record, not ever, ever. Uh, but the law has changed dramatically. It's opened up so that you can get additional felonies uh, expunged potentially and misdemeanors. And it's decreased the amount of time that has to go by before you can get many offenses expunged. So let's say you checked a while ago and you have a, you know, a criminal history and you already tried to get expunged and, and you were told, nope, you're not eligible. If you haven't looked in the last couple of years, you might be eligible now. And in fact, there's about a million people in the state of Michigan that are eligible to get their records expunged right now. And so one of the things we're doing at the Department of Attorney General is we're having these expungement fairs all over the state. And frankly, I've been to so many different uh, communities where we've had these fairs, I can't even keep track anymore. Uh, In Wayne County, we partnered with the Sheriff's Department just in the last month, did 2,000 in one day. Uh, But what people can do is they can go to our website. And if you look us up at the Department of Attorney General, we have a whole splash page just on expungements. And it literally walks you through. Uh, it has all the documents on there and it gives you the instructions. Uh, or 
if you if you want to look, we'll also have the information about all the places we're going where there's going to be expungement fairs if you want to come to that. But what I will say is, you know, the statistics tell us that within a year after a person gets their record expunged, their income typically goes up about 25%. So it makes a real difference in terms of uh, the opportunities that a person has. Uh, so for, for you know, veterans or for their family members, it's really w- worth looking into whether or not you're eligible to have your record expunged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, this really goes hand in hand. We have a lot of veterans in Michigan. Well, I would say we have veterans in Michigan who um, were, um, they were discharged from the military with something other than honorable. So it was either general discharge or dishonorable discharge. And it could be for a range of things. It could be under don't ask, don't tell. It could be maybe because they had a marijuana use in the military, some of those things. And getting those discharges upgraded are so difficult. And I can see how what you're doing and helping to, because because we know that even having a, a lower discharge can lead to future, maybe a criminal um, activity or some of those other things. And so I think what you're doing with the driver's restoration uh, affairs, as well as the expungement could really be an assistive tool if they're able to get those things expunged, then they can petition, you know, with the the partner that we have at the National Veterans Legal Services Program to actually um, show that their record has been cleared. And then this also says I'm I'm doing and and being a better citizen to get that discharge upgrade, because those are the some of the things they have. So I think definitely what you're doing can go hand in hand with what veterans are trying to do um, from their veteran, um, their veteran time as well, their time as uh, military as well. Yeah, that's a really good point that you make. And when you talk about the driver's license restoration, because of changes of the law, in addition, there's about 300,000 people in the state of Michigan that are eligible to get their driver's licenses back that weren't a year ago. And so what we've done is we've partnered with the Secretary of State's office, and we have a program called the Road to Restoration, uh, and we go all around the state, uh, and many times people can just show up to these fairs and get their license back right there at the fair. Other people have to go through a little bit lengthier of a process, but these are people that were never eligible before, but they are now. And so it's a really good idea if, if you're a person or you know someone who, you know, just for years has not had a driver's license. Maybe you didn't pay off the, the fees and the fines and now they're being waived. Uh, or even maybe if you had a, a long-term suspension because of some sort of substance abuse related issue, you might be eligible to get your driver's license back now. Uh, and so it's a, it's a really good opportunity to check, to see uh, if you fit within those parameters and, you know, to check with the Secretary of State's office or to attend one of these fairs and try to get your license back that way. But, you know, you don't know until you try. And again, the law has changed. So just because you weren't eligible before doesn't mean you're not eligible now. That's a great point. And, it, and, and I know, you know, you and, uh, you know, Secretary Benson know that it's such an impediment to gainful employment when you don't have a driver's license or, you know, um, all the, you know, all of those, those issues, maybe the criminal background. And so getting those things cleared up and working with the attorney general's office to get them cleared up expeditiously um, could open you up to opportunities to some really good employment because there are many opportunities out there, especially with our veteran friendly employers. So that's great information. And I would encourage anyone uh, listening to go check out the attorney general's website and find out about those fairs. I know the attorney general's office is coming to, there's a Muskegon uh, fair, a resource fair in Muskegon 
um, in September. Um, and I'm not sure if they're doing the, the driver's restorations, but I know they're talking about expungements and helping folks with expungements. So these are your opportunities. Take advantage of it. Um, Attorney General Nussel, you know, you know, finally, you're doing some other great work. And, and I wanted to highlight that a little bit. Can you tell us just a little bit about the um, new elder task force, abuse task force? Yeah. So, you know, when I came to office, I was just horrified to see that we had an estimated 73,000 incidences of uh, abuse or neglect or more than anything, economic exploitation of seniors every year. So, you know, we created this task force. We partnered with the Michigan Supreme Court. We've partnered with about 50 senior advocacy organizations and tried our best to really make some progress on this. So not only do we have a, a new form now that's utilized statewide by every law enforcement agency to better investigate uh, elder abuse, but, you know, we, we also do trainings uh, of law enforcement. And then in addition to that, uh, we have started to get some laws passed. So one of the ones that we got passed, I'm really proud of, is the Financial Exploitation Prevention Act. And that means if you are a senior or if you're classified as some other kind of uh, vulnerable adult because, um, you know, physically or mentally, there's been some sort of issues that you would fall into that category. Now, banks and credit unions are mandated to train their staff uh, on how to spot suspicious transactions on your account. And why mm -hmm. this is so important is because some of those scams that we talked about a little bit earlier on on your show, it's so easy to fall for them. And sometimes if you do, within 20 minutes, you might, you might have one of these bad actors trying to transfer every dime that you've saved from, in, from your savings account into you know, what it could be a, you know, a, a foreign account uh, or, or just to literally rob you of, of everything that you've saved up during the course of your life. And so now I'm really proud of the fact that, you know, banks and credit unions, when that happens, when you have some type of a strange transaction like that, they are, it's mandated that they contact law enforcement and adult protective services before they can wipe somebody's account out. And uh, I think it's making a huge difference in people's lives. And I will tell you, right after that bill went into effect, which was last September, my mom, who's 81, actually, you know, fell for one of those uh, fake tech scams. They said it was Apple contacting her and there was an issue with her phone and she had to provide her information. And unfortunately, she did. And they tried to transfer all the money out of my parents' account, but the bank had to put a, a, a pause on it because of the new law. And I know it can be a little irritating for people if you are legitimately making a, a really large transaction like that, but trust me, it is so much better for your bank to double check with you that that's a real transaction than for you to be robbed of everything or have one of your loved ones uh, have that happen to them. So the law is working and, and you know, that's, that's a really good example of the, some of the work we're doing on this task force. I'm, I'm really proud that we're making some significant advances. Well, Attorney General, you know, we've shared so much great information today, and unfortunately, our time is up, but we'll have to have you back on the show again. Um, and, and so I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to share all of this great information and, and encourage our uh, veterans and their families to visit your website at uh, the Attorney General's office uh, to find out more information. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. And thanks for all the great work you do, Director Adams. Thank you so much. And I want to thank uh, Director uh, Anita Fox from Department of Insurance and Financial Services as well for being on the show today.